Good morning, this is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing? Oh, it's been a wild, weird week. Well, yeah, that is that is uh, a very true statement. Uh, <laughs> and so now it's uh, it's a different kind of weird, but we're you know we're muddling through it all. Yeah, a little a uh, little warmer as we head into the weekend. We did have the snow earlier. Well, yeah, it it couldn't make its mind up. It would snow at night, and then mm-hmm. it'd be forty five in the afternoon, and, and then, then snow, and then snow. Yeah, so. However, fairly, fairly mild, and I'll take it, because the real estate market is just banging hot Chugging along. Yeah, it is chugging along greatly, and super fun show coming up, because this is the show where we really get statistical about mm. the numbers from last year. Yes. All the final tallies are in now. Mm-hmm. We we've got, you know, we've gone through, we've confirmed the stats, we've dug into the Association of Realtors data, and we really take a look at what happened in Tri-Cities and what happened where in the different cities because You'll hear appreciation numbers thrown around and this and that. And we want to kind of give you the real deal here uh, from spent a number of hours on that this week, making sure we got it right. But before we jump into that, we always like to start off with our crazy celebrity real estate house. Now, this week, um, I came across a report in uh, robreport.com that was the 25 most expensive homes in the world. Not just in the United States, but... Lots of dollar signs. In the world for sale. So, the number one, and this house has been featured in a number of videos and stuff, is still... um, in Bel Air, California. Wow. And it is, um, they are still working on it, and it's not <laughs> quite complete because it is a hundred thousand square feet, 20 bedrooms and 30 wow. bathrooms. This is not a hotel, this is a house. Um, the primary suite alone um, is. 5,500 square feet. Wow. And I'm assuming, you know, that would be what we would traditionally call Um, around here the master bedroom. Well, that is, uh, let's see, that would be a little (laughs) over four times the size of of what we're in. I mean, it's just crazy. It doesn't have one, but five swimming pools, Mm -hmm. an in-house nightclub, and a bowling alley, because I mean... Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't need all that? In, yeah, in their who house. wouldn't? So it'll be really interesting to see who ends up buying that place. Now, what's crazy, since this is a list from the world, mm-hmm. is I wanted to compare and contrast that property versus the number two house on the list mm-hmm. is listed for sale in Hong Kong. Oh. Now, it is at, the first one was $500 million. This one is at $447 million. Mm-hmm. 
The crazy thing here is, though, it's the location and the cost of it's right in Hong Kong. Yeah. It, and so it's only 6,200 square feet. Oh, that's all. Versus 100,000 square feet <laughs> that you're getting in, in California. So now it's crazy. There's actually a comparable somewhat that sold in that neighborhood a couple of years ago for $657 million. Wow. Absolutely insane. That That's more than that person that won the Powerball a week yeah. or two ago, ago could get into. So just really crazy to see. Brand new construction, a hundred thousand, you know, a hundred thousand square feet in California, or mm. or six thousand square feet older. In Hong oh, I'm Kong. sure they can make do. <laughs> Hopefully, they, oh, can, they yes. can make do. So that is our crazy story, and we always like to we always like to temper that with some real life real estate stats on what's going on. Um, I do think it's important to report uh, across the country existing home sales. They use a number to measure this, and that's called seasonally adjusted annual rate. So based upon what's selling right now, this is what the number of existing home sales would be. So that rate in December jumped to 6.76 million sales. Mm. And that is the highest level that rate has been since 2006. Wow. So normally what happens is December is a slower month and there's Mm -hmm. some seasonality there across the country. Yeah. COVID-19 kind of took the seasonality out of the graphs and the curves so that instead of 400 thousand sales that we would normally have um, in December for the United States. We were looking at 540,000. Wow. So, um, so absolutely some crazy numbers coming out of there in coming out of there in December. Of course, what do I want to <laughs> do now? Yeah. And because typically, like if we were go back and look at the if we were doing this radio show 10 years ago, Typically, because of the cycles we had with government funding and the Hanford employment and stuff, mm-hmm. typically we would see Tri-Cities kind of track opposite of what the national economy was yes. doing. However, that really in the housing market has not been the case. So here we're just coming off a record December mm-hmm. in the country, and I get the December stats from the Tri-Cities Association of Realtors. And here we've got... And he's got color-coded charts, I've got color-coded charts. I'm all over this. We've got 434 sales in December. Wow. And it's what's interesting about that is, the, of course, and I think we would expect this when we really look at COVID and what it did with the demand curve, is that's a 13% increase over last year for December sales. And if we go back to 2018, Mm -hmm. this December that we just had was a 60% increase in sales in December over 2018. So Pent-up demand. Pent-up demand. And so what I did um, is I went back and said, okay, let's break this down quarterly now and kind of see what happened with COVID in our local housing market. So the overall number was a was a new record for Tri-Cities. Mm-hmm. 5,005 homes sold between 
Pasco, Richland, Kennewick, and then we add in West Richland and Benton City. Mm-hmm. That, that's roughly where those numbers come out from to kind of get our general met- metro area. Sorry, Burbank, we love you, but you're in another county and there's a river to cross. Walla Walla. <laughs> so, so, but we know we know you're out there. We we do love you. We do like to sell there also. But for these numbers to kind of look at the market, that's what we're dealing with. So. 5,005 sales. Now, that compared to 2019, only 4,540. So, you know, so we had, you know, overall an increase in in the number of sales by about 500 properties. So one of the things we're like, how is that possible with what happened with COVID and stuff? So I went back and looked at the quarters. And what happened in 2020 is first quarter was we were on fire. Mm-hmm. So first quarter, we had 1,022 sales. And first quarter 2019, only 830. And so we were off to just this rapid fire start in first quarter. And then, bam, pandemic, you know, yeah. some brick smack you in the forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so quarter two, what, actu- what actually ended up happening is quarter two in 2019, the previous year, we sold um, almost 1,200 homes. This year, quarter two, coming off that first start, down to only approximately 1,100. So we Mm. saw a decrease in quarter two, and that was, you know, you remember, it's hard to remember now, but you go back that first month when... Um, when there were real estate offices were completely shut down. Mm-hmm. People, um, you could only take one person in the house at a time. And so we yeah. go back and look at that, and that severely affected that quarter sales. And so, so that was where we saw kind of the drop. But then, holy Hannah, did it ever come <laughs> back? And what happened in quarter three is normally we'd have 1,300 home sell in quarter three in 2019. We had 1,470, and so we just had a crazy quarter there. So here we had quarter two, we were down 7%, and then we come flying back in quarter three, and then the December that I just told you about, Mm -hmm. same thing, previous year in 19, only 1,200 sales, and, and in 2020, the quarter that we just finished in December... We had thirteen hundred and ninety-five sales. So we had we had a sixteen percent increase um, wow. in that in that quarter, and so that's why I kept coming in here in November and December, telling you, McKay, I just didn't see any end in sight. You know, mm-hmm. we were we were still screaming along there, and so that demand that we're seeing in those sales that happened in December that we were seeing nationally. We're seeing that exact same type of demand here here locally in the Tri-Cities, kind of, kind of following that curve. So the other thing that I like to do, that I, I really like to get into, is I like to take a look and see what happened in the individual cities. Because everybody's asking me, Lance, what what's the appreciation rate? I keep hearing 10%, and mm-hmm. we've been 10% for the last three years, and, you know, there, there's there's probably some rounding involved in yeah. that, in, to get to that number. So I broke it out of the 5,005 sales that we had in the Tri-Cities in 2020. 
I broke it out here, and we'll start with Richland. Richland had 1,367 of those sales, okay. which represented 27% of the sales went to Richland. Average price there, 372000 Wow. So, and that... what. Appreciation over 2019, and we're just talking Richland on those averages. Richland appreciated approximately 8.6 percent. Wow! Um, in two in 2020, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's the second highest of the cities that of the cities that we're looking at, and so eight percent appreciation there. Now we go to Kennewick, who years past we've seen Kennewick just you know just clobbering it on sales they do still have the largest percentage of sales but not the highest appreciation rate of the of the five cities that we're that we're going to look at Mm. when we look at 1800 sales gave kennewick 36 percent of the market share okay now we just said richland's average price was 372 kennewick's average price a little more affordable there 334 thousand now, interestingly enough, a little lower price there, and the appreciation versus the average of 2019, only 5% in Kennewick versus the 8.6 that we saw that we saw in Richland. Now, one of the things we look at is days on the market. How long is it taking to, for the house to sell? 37 in Richland, only 30 in Kennewick. So they're mm. turning over faster. Lower um, so you prices. Gotta look, lower prices. Maybe, maybe some might, you, you know, some might like that central location between the three cities. So, but not as, you know, not as much appreciation in that market. Pasco, moving on to Pasco, 1,270 sales representing just below Richland's number, 25% of the market. So about 11% less than Pasco, 25% of the market. Mm-hmm. And coming in at an average sales price of 327000 So um, lower once again than Richland and Kennewick. Um, but that is up from 2019, 7.5% appreciation there. Mm. So real strong appreciation. People that have been in their house two or three years, you've seen some years of nines, you've seen some tens, and you know here we are in Pasco sitting at about 7.5%. West Richland, mm-hmm. we're throwing it in the mix here. 369 sales, representing about 7% of the market. Mm-hmm. Now, the highest average sales price of the of the four of the five that we're looking at today, because um, we're going to throw Benton City in there at the end. Okay. Um, 395,000 as the average wow. sales price in West Richland. 33 days on the market. Here's the thing, though. West Richland saw a ton of appreciation the previous year. Not as much with those sales. Average appreciation over the previous year, only bumping up about 2.5% in in West Richland. Um, Now, there's pockets. Don't, you know, don't start dialing my cell phone and blowing me up (laughs) that, you know, your house appreciated more than that. Yes, there's price ranges. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about that. There are pockets and price ranges, but if we're just looking at West Richland as a whole, that's what we were looking. That's what we were looking at. Last one that I threw in there, Benton City. Now this is interesting. 142 sales 
representing about 3% of our of our market. Mm-hmm. Average price, though, here's the kicker. The highest jump from 19 to 20, 318,000. Wow. Previous year was roughly 272. Mm-hmm. I don't have that number, but I've got the percentage. Appreciation in Ben City's sales over the previous year, 14%. Wow. And so we start looking at, like, Lance, what what are you pulling out of this data? What are the trends you're looking at here? What are the things you're, you're thinking are, are happening there? Well, I'll tell you what happens there is you look at that first-time buyer segment, and they're mm-hmm. the biggest they're the biggest segment of buyers that were out there, and the millennials are starting to buy. And we're looking at these average prices that I just came up with. And, you know, in 2019, Ben City was around 270. All the other cities were above 300. Mm-hmm. If you want to purchase single family, you might have to go outside of Richland, Pasco, Kennewick to find it affordable. And I think that drove a lot of buyers to the Ben City market. Mm. We also have some new construction developments starting out there. And so we can bring those prices in more realistic. I also think you look at the growth that Richland has had in South Richland. Mm -hmm. So now you've got services at Queensgate. You've got your Target, your Home Depot and stuff. you got all that stuff out there. You used to not have that. And that exit, if you drive law enforcement yes if you drive the speed limit that exit (laughs) is about 14 minutes some Mm -hmm. would say 11 but that's undocumented yes Um, so (laughs) it really puts Benton City in striking distance to a lot of those amenities I think that's part of the reasons we're seeing the appreciation there When I come back, we're going to look at how did people buy these properties? What type of loan products did they use? What were those percentages? How many days on the market were we dealing with in the different price segments? And get a pick three inventory for Mm -hmm. you when we come back from the break. Right here on... Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today we've been doing a 2020 recap, looking at some of the statistical numbers, getting some of appreciation rates dialed in. Uh, We talked specifically city to city prior to the break, Um, but the number that's going to be out there is around 8%. I mean, if we look at that and that for Tri-Cities, I mean, historically, that's a high number. I mean, and that's why you look around and you're like, man, prices have gone up an average of 8%. Now, some price range is a little more, some a little less, but if we're just purely looking at the statistical data um, from the bigger picture, mm-hmm. that's what that's what we're looking at. And then people always ask me, Lance, well, the majority of people, how do they pay for these properties? What type of financing? What type of loan do they have? So when we look at those 5,000 transactions, 3,100 of those, 3,180 of those transactions representing 64% were done with a conventional mortgage. Hmm. So that means they put enough down that they were able to go conventional, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that has the better rates, kind of that that's the product that 64% of the people are using. Second largest category there is FHA. Mm -hmm. And so we've got an FHA loan, 831 transactions, roughly 17% FHA. And then VA, so we've got our veterans can use their VA benefits to get a loan. Um, 380 of those transactions uh, representing roughly 8%. 
And then the last one, arguably the best one, depending mm -hmm. upon how you are, is just pure cash. They just walk in and wow. slap down cash for the whole purchase. And that would, that's 9% of our market. Wow. So what's interesting about this is you look at that, and earlier we looked at things that COVID had changed and how it had pushed the curve of sales. We still had a, a record year, roughly 13% increase over last year in the number of sales. Mm -hmm. What didn't change, though is how people were financing those. So um, so we, there's a lot of talk about what's happening in the housing sector. When's the housing sector going to bust? How long can this last? And, and so when you look at the financing side of things, though, virtually, you know, it virtually was unchanged. Those, mm. those, those were one of the only stats that I went through and did. And it was like almost the exact same percentage of people used the same type of financing in 2020 as they did in 2019. And one of the things that we look at when we're looking at the health of the housing market is the stability of the financial institutions. And so to see those numbers mirroring what they were before, I think is a good sign for us to to evaluate the financial institutions. Yes. Another thing that people ask me all the time is, Lance, how do we use this? Why do we do the data like this? And one of the things it helps us do is if you're going to be selling your house in pricing, you can look at how fast is my city selling? Mm -hmm. Can I can I push the price? Or was it already pushed? You know, we looked at certain yeah. cities, you know, had big monster years the year before. How much can I push the price there? Am I comparing apples to apples or am I comparing apples to oranges? You know, somebody might say, well, geez, I, you know, I heard Lance say 8% appreciation on the radio. And then somebody else might say, yeah, but did you hear him say in West Richland, it was less, you know, yeah, or it was more in Ben City. So, so when you're pricing your particular property, you've, you've got to, you've got to break it down and get more specific with those. Also, another thing that we look at is what are the alternatives for buyers? So if someone's not buying in Kennewick, what price point are they buying for in Pasco or Richland or vice versa? And so when we look at that, we have to look at what are the alternatives. Then another thing, a very simple reason that I wrote down, somebody might be listening to the show and they might not, not know if they have enough equity to refinance. And so kind of knowing what those numbers are doing and doing kind of a overall calculation in your head could help you make that decision about refinancing. I mean, here we are, we've gone into a situation where we've got twos in front of the interest rate. Yep. I mean, if yours has a four in front of it, you should probably be talking to somebody if you need to know who that is. Or even if you're in the low threes. Yeah, give me a call and I can put you in contact with a, with some great lenders in town that can that can do that. And so... All of this kind of leads up to that big question. Lance, where do you see this going with this data? And how long can prices stay like this before they drop? I mean, that's just always people are nailing me with that question. So I wrote down some notes here that said, what makes prices decline? And so I've got, I've got seven step points here. So we talked about losses with financial institutions. If we mm -hmm. start to see the banks and the financial institutions have large amounts of losses, that's a red flag. 
And who knows with this economy where it's going to go. I'm, it's still been fairly positive. They think it'll be short term. But there's also a lot of unknowns out there and a lot mm-hmm. of zeros I'm seeing fly around yeah. with, with not a great idea of how that's going to be repaid. So if we start to see losses in financial institutions, that's a sign. Number two, when that happens, credit standards start tightening. People, uh, people start. It's harder to get loans. When that happens, easy mortgage borrowing goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what? What that does is that makes demand decrease because they they can't get the loans. They can't get to the access to the money. It's harder. So demand will decrease, therefore causing supply to increase. Mm-hmm. Speculators, you'll start to see then leave the market. You'll start to see a lot of the investors and speculators get out of the market. And that's when prices will fall. I look at this list for Tri-Cities right now. I look mm-hmm. at what we've had and said. And there's not a single one of those points that is happening. Here in the Tri-Cities. Uh, it, here in the Tri-Cities that, that, we're, that we're looking at. And so... So you got to say when you're doing your predictions, when you're looking at this data, Lance, and you're using those predictions and really numbers one, two and three, the financial institutions, the credit standards, the easy mortgage borrowing, the Fed has committed to low rates during 21. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, will if the economy starts improving rapidly, will you start to see those rates tick up and get built in? Probably. But, folks, we still have a two in front of it. And even if it creeps up to a three in front of it. I really don't think you're still saving money and that's not going to solve our supply issue. We have such low inventory that it's going to take a while for that to catch up. So for me, 21 looks really bright around here Mm -hmm. um, as far as pricing and the market. And I mean, we're coming off that record year. If you're waiting for prices to drop, um, I, I think it's going to be a difficult road for you in 21. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, we're going to see appreciation again. It might not be at the full 8% that we saw, but these rates staying low and our lack of inventory has really kept us at a very, very stable housing, housing market. So that, that's my summary. That's my predictions based upon what's happening in the market. Mm-hmm. I've got to pick three here. I threw, I threw one in here because we talked about Benton City having amazing appreciation rates. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a great property out there. J- coming in just under $500,000, The seller's like, get this thing sold. This is a four-bedroom three bath stucco stick built beautiful home on 1.23 acres in Ben City. You've got views of Red Mountain and the surrounding hills. With that amount of property, you've got the possibility to build your dream shop, set it up for animals. 3293 square foot home, gorgeous hardwood flooring on the main level, great room layout with the large island, private master suite on the main level, French doors to the deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're looking out at the trees and stuff. Gorgeous view, fully fenced yard, lots of space for gardens, fully irrigated, fire pit, patio, room to park the RVs and the toys. And like I said, 15 minutes to Queensgate, if you're being good, four ninety nine nine. That's a great, great price for wow. that for that much house. 
Pick number two, 61 Cross Road. This is five irrigated acres north of Pasco. Three-bedroom, two-bath, remodeled, 1,200 square feet. Great-looking place on five irrigated acres. I know a lot of people looking for that beautiful lot, too. Very Mm -hmm. flat. Like, we're not talking that there's a lot of, you know, elevation or hill change to this. This is a flat lot. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. wanted to put a farm out there on a couple of the acres and have your little mini farm, micro farm, this is the spot to do it. And that's coming in at 390. Wow. And then Investor Special, I've got 93 Craig Hill Avenue in Richmond. This is a two-bed, one-bath, plus a bonus room, central Richland, laminate wood flooring throughout, um, light and bright kitchen, updated bathroom, fully fenced backyard, and this property is coming in at 165. Wow. So smaller home with the two-bedroom, one-bath, mm-hmm. but... 165000 that is not a price point that we have very often no. on, on the pick three. Anywhere. So, folks, that is the data that we have been looking at. That is the wrap-up for 2020. The rest of the world might have been following apart, but the real estate world <laughs> did not. Yes. We, we stayed on fire, and we talked about that when, you know, when the pandemic hit and when, when the year hit. Tri-Cities is well-positioned. We've got a lot of people with remote work situations that are choosing to move from metro areas to the Tri-Cities. We've been mm-hmm. talking about for a couple months, and yep. these are real-life people that um, that telecommute for work, and they would much rather work from a 3,500-square-foot house, the, the same price that they're selling a 2,000-square-foot house on the west side. Mm-hmm. And so we're people are like, where are all these people coming from? Well, that's, that is a portion of our migration pattern. And also, just a real focus on home. We've all spent a lot of time there, more than we ever had yep and so it's really kind of given us a big focus on home and transactions and purchasing where you want to be if you have any questions about how those appreciation rates how those city rates affect the price of your property and what it could be sold for or if you're struggling to find a place to buy we're put we've got great new inventory coming go to kenmoreteam.com shoot Mm -hmm. us a message we'll be monitoring that and we would love to help you out with those real estate needs and we will be right back here yes, next we week. Yes, we will next week <laughs> on News Talk 870.